Hey, Neighbors Church, Alexis Braga here today, joining you on this Passover Wednesday. Though Dan and I in the previous weeks have been having conversations around life and processing together this unprecedented time um, this world is in, the church is in, in today's podcast, um, we felt like something needed to be different. Uh, The truth be told, Dan is buried in Hebrew homework, and he really encouraged me to share um, this meditation that I've been in over the past couple of days. In considering and praying over our time together, the Spirit spoke to my heart specifically, slow down, take a moment, reflect. It's Holy Week. Dan and I didn't come from a high church tradition, but over the years, we have found such profound help and comfort in connecting with the rhythms and practices that the church has engaged with for centuries. For a number of years now, our family has practiced various points of ritual and meditation alongside our brothers and sisters across the globe. This Holy Week feels a lot different for all of us. For me, uh, there's been a quiet that has settled over my soul, like someone has pushed a pause button and all has come to stop. Of course, it probably has a lot to do with the fact that we have this whole isolation thing going, and it's really settled in. Um, To be honest, it's been hard to be away from our church community. I've realized that I struggle not seeing everyone's faces in person, and I miss giving hugs and checking in with people face-to-face. Still, though, I've sensed the Holy Spirit gently extending an invitation for me to lean in even more, um, to take things further and deeper with him than I ever have, to listen, to press in, to embrace silence, and to see the sacred. Through all of this, I'm discovering some things. In the years past, Holy Week um, would have been Uh, really busy for our family and highly focused on preparing for Good Friday gatherings and Easter Sunday gatherings. And often it felt stressful. Um, There was music rehearsals, stage design and setup, prepping um, Easter bags for all the littles that would be joining us for the Easter family gathering. And then, of course, I had my own prep that I was doing in our home for our family you know, planning the Easter menu, grocery shopping, uh, thinking through an Easter egg hunt for the kids. You get the idea. Holy Week felt like one of the busiest weeks in our year with very little room for pause and reflection. Often by the time our Good Friday gathering came around and I was finally able to reflect, I had missed the beauty of the days that had led up to that moment. But this year, through circumstances completely out of my control, hello, COVID-19, I am being given a glimpse of what Holy Week should be. It has become a time for me to slow down, look back, and remember. Since January, I've been slowly making my way through the Old Testament. This time around, it has been different as I have decided to read the NIV, um, NIV commentary alongside it. So with every chapter I read in the Bible, I also read from the commentary on that chapter for additional insights and teachings. This has significantly slowed down my Bible reading process, and so here I am, three months in and still in Exodus. And as fate would have it, I only recently completed the Exodus journey of the Israelites, so it is fresh in my mind as I reflect on this Passover Wednesday. 
Many of us know the Passover story, but by way of reminder, through a series of circumstances, the Israelites found themselves in Egypt due to famine. Their younger brother, whom they had betrayed, became their savior through his rise to power in the Egyptian economy. Through Joseph, all the land, and particularly his family, were lavishly provided for. After some time, though, a new pharaoh came to rule in the land and had no regard for the Israelites. They were a threat to his throne. They were resented, rejected, and ultimately forced into slavery. Grueling work was put upon them. Day and night, night and day, they were in subjection to this cruel taskmaster. So the Lord raised up a deliverer to rescue them. We all know the man, Moses. In Exodus 3, 7 through 8, the Lord said to Moses, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of the land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey. And so God remembered his faithful covenant with the Israelites, and he promised their rescue. This deliverance came by way of the ten plagues that God initiated through Moses. We remember them well. The water turned to blood. Uh, There were frogs and gnats and flies. There was death to their livestock, the Egyptian livestock. There was hail, locusts, utter darkness, and of course, the death of the firstborn son. It was this last and final plague where I want to reflect with you today because it is the foundation of our meditation on this Wednesday of Holy Week, the day of Passover. Death was coming for all the firstborn, but as we know, God intends mercy in all of his acts of judgment. He instructed all peoples to sacrifice a lamb through a ritual meal and paint the spilled blood of the innocent animal upon the doorposts of their homes. That night, as the angel of death swept through the land, there, where the doorpost was painted with blood, the angel would pass over, leaving the inhabitants within mercifully alive. Those not covered by the blood would bear God's judgment, and the firstborn would die. This scene, of course, is grievous and disorienting, but also full of grace and mercy. For thousands of years following this fateful night, every year, God's people would reenact that fateful evening through a Passover meal. Jews would gather in homes. They would look back, remember, walk through the rituals, eat, and rejoice in their rescue. This all culminated, of course, in a quiet room with a peasant carpenter and his friends on a Passover evening as Jesus brought all of this reality to bear in the ultimate way. As they ate, he took bread and wine and instituted the Passover. Only now he pointed to himself as the lamb slain, whose sacrifice would bring mercy to all the world. We recall his words, do this in remembrance of me. Jesus was the Passover lamb who took away death by covering us and then overcoming death in resurrection. This is what we're remembering in the middle of this pandemic. Quarantined in our homes with our families, we are afforded the opportunity to more deeply reflect on this Passover moment than previous Passovers in our lives. 
There is something powerful in looking back and remembering. There is a strength for today when we remember the rescue of our past. There is a hope secured now when we reflect on the mighty hand of God delivering his people time and time again, despite their faithlessness. Looking back, rereading the stories, remembering, we understand that we are part of this grand story, the story of God, the good news. Holy Week amplifies the good news that our Passover lamb has been slain and we are covered. No matter what we face, you guys, be it COVID-19, trouble or trial, even death itself has no power over us because our great King and His work on the cross. Just like the Israelites, just like the disciples under the oppressive Roman Caesar, the taskmasters of this world harm us, abuse us, and use us. But God sees. Like he said to Moses in Exodus, he says to us today, I am concerned with their suffering. He remembers his faithful covenant and gives us a new covenant through his blood. Once again, deliverance. Today, Passover Wednesday, is a day for us as the church to collectively remember and reflect, then celebrate and give thanks for our ultimate freedom and liberation from not only plague, but death itself. For the first time in our family's history, tonight, Dan and I are going to implement a full Passover meal, and we're going to rejoice in our God's mercy with our children. We're going to read passages of scripture and have moments of prayer. And then to close, Dan will read a blessing over all of us in Hebrew. We've got to put that Hebrew homework to practice. And though you may not have the time to prepare a Passover meal, I'd encourage you to pause tonight. Look back and remember. Read the stories. Find yourself in them. Take comfort. Practice the rituals that connect you to your past and future. And sing his praise for death has passed us over through Jesus' mercy. Shalom, friends.